Hey everybody, my name is Allison Props and I am the host of the Celebrate the Sync podcast. If you're looking to contact me for any reason, you can check out my website, which is allisonprops.com. The link is located in the show notes. Let me explain the title of this podcast. Sync has two definitions. One is to go below the surface level of something. We use this word metaphorically to describe the negative feeling of losing control. But sync has another definition, and if you're a mother, you find yourself there many times, arguing with your kids, washing that newborn baby, washing the mountain of dishes again, or maybe even worshiping God. Sync is indefinitely a symbolism of motherhood. Ironically, sometimes motherhood has us feeling like we are sinking, but I promise you, there is much worth celebrating in this season. I hope to provide a life jacket for you on this podcast with inspirational stories, resources, and biblical teaching as tools to help you celebrate the sink. All right, guys, happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to the Celebrate the Sync podcast. Today's podcast is going to be kind of different. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited. I want to give you a warning uh, before I get started. So this is the Valentine's Day edition. I guess that's how I would say it. And I have my husband with me. So Zach, say hi. Hi, Zach. Okay, you're such a dork. (laughs) (laughs) Happy Love Day. Yeah, we call it Love Day. That's what we call it. Um... But I wanted to, first off, I need to make sure I warn everybody, just in case you have little ears listening. Um, What we're doing for this podcast is we're actually going to be reading some of the top love song lyrics of all time. And some of the lyrics are not the best for little ears. So I just wanted to give a fair warning before we get started. Um, And I'll explain to you later why we're reading song lyrics on Love Day on the Celebrate the Sync podcast. Um, but to get started, you know, I wanted to share a little bit about Zach and I's marriage. One of the first podcast episodes I ever recorded, it was either the first or the second. I think the second. I think it was the second too, yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about our marriage story, marriage testimony. We'll probably do another one eventually. Um, you didn't know that, but it was going to happen. Um, oh, part two. Part two. Um there's always there's so much marriage stuff I feel like we've learned like I feel like we have a lot to share but I mean, it really was like just the first 2 years of our marriage I know I know it's crazy <laughs> So if you want to hear an in-depth version of this tidbit snap quick story we're about to share with you you can go check that out it's one of the first two but basically long story short we went through hell and back Mhm the first couple of years of our marriage just struggled with a lot of Various addictions, various broken behaviors. Um, yeah, I mean, we got married when uh, Allison was 17 and I was 19. Uh, both of us were very much still kids and not mature adults by any means. Um, I was in high school still. Yeah. Um, we already had one kid and another one on the way already. Uh, we were pretty broken people. And within the first year of our marriage, we did a lot of broken people things and hurt each other 
really really badly we both pretty much rebelled like to sum it up yeah. i would say we both were just confused and angry but also married and understood the weight of a family and I didn't understand that when you are married to somebody you know that somebody you get married to is essentially your best friend or you know is going to be or should be and your best friends are going to hurt you. Someone that you live with, those people are going to hurt you eventually. And I, we definitely had an idealized or fantasy of marriage that just thought it was going to work out and it would be perfect. And, yeah. you know, when we inevitably did hurt each other because we had a lot of issues, like, you know, for me, I was addicted to pornography, um, being a 19-year-old who did that for years prior. And um, I started drinking yeah. pretty Pretty early on, I started just drinking a lot and couldn't really handle my emotions, and we just hurt each other. We didn't really know how to handle, like, the pain of being hurt by somebody that you thought was going to fix it. Because, yeah. like, you know, getting pregnant young, obviously, and we were, like, involved in church. There's a lot of shame, a lot of embarrassment, and so we were like, we're going to fix this, and we're going to get married, and <laughs> shocker. Wow. <laughs> Shocker. Didn't really fix anything. We fixed it. We did it. <laughs> it's like putting a Band-Aid on like a fire hydrant when it's like exploding. But um, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So that's that's a really quick version. If you want more details, go back to that podcast. Or if you don't already follow me on Instagram, I'm always talking about our story on Instagram. Do we want to say how it was resolved at all? Jesus. Jesus definitely resolved it. Jeez. It really was Jesus. This is a lot of details once again, so if we can tell it quickly, that's fine. But Sure. Um, Just a summary. Yeah. I mean, both of us came to our the end of our rope. Like, oh, yeah. Um, Allison essentially told me that she wanted to leave, and I didn't necessarily blame her. Like, I did a lot of things to push her away and put her in a bad, you know, place and... So, I was broken and I didn't know what else to do. Honestly. I was seeing I was seeing somebody else, so I was not home a lot. Cause part of the reason I was leaving is because I had this grand idea that I was gonna fix my family problems by getting remarried, which sounds so dumb right now when I say it. But I really thought that was gonna fix it because the person I was seeing was a lot older, and I was like, oh, had he's, some more money. He's more mature, more so this mature. is gonna yeah. fix it, and it is so. Uh, it's so painful to think about because I was so wrong. But essentially what happened was I, I cried out to God and I was like, I, you know, I love my wife. I don't want to di divorce her. And, you know, we had two children and, you know, I just cried out like, I need, I need you to help me. And I need, I need you to fix this. Like, I can't do it. Uh, you know, I can't at all. And God gave me the strength to love Allison through that situation even as you know painful as it was um he gave me that unconditional love that you know he has for us and that jesus has for us um even when you know we we hurt him and he set up a perfect situation for us to have time away and alone and to figure things out and to really rededicate ourselves to each other and to God and to, you know, start trying to do things better. It was in Jamaica. Yeah. and it I just love this story. I have to explain this because I just love this and I have a lot of like new listeners, but 
um, who probably won't go back and listen to the other podcast. So I'm just going to share it. Long story short, um, my family goes on a missions trip to Jamaica every summer. This was like the second or third year. Yeah, I, I think, think it was the second year, and it's something it. that like they organized themselves. Right, it's just just my stepmom and my dad, my bonus mom and my dad, um, who love the Lord, and they have connections, so they go down, and we were gonna go because we we're like a part of the family, but then like our life fell apart. So, and we both were like rebelling, walking away from God. Well, at least I was completely rebelling and walking away. So I pretty much told Zach, "There's no point for me to go on a missions trip because mission trips are." To expand the kingdom and like I'm not really here for the kingdom right now. And I was doing a lot of drinking, a lot of running around, just doing all types of crazy stuff. So I understood there would be no point for me to go on this trip. And I last minute, it was probably sometime after Zach said that prayer and like cried out to God. But I last minute had this like nudge on my heart that I could not ignore that I needed to go to Jamaica. Um, And I'm literally like planning on going to the courthouse and like getting divorce papers. I'm so done. I'm so angry, like just done. And something inside of me was like, don't give up yet. Hold on. So I ended up going on this trip and like Zach talking about the strength he had to love me like Jesus did. He was just, I don't know. It was just a very magical time because like you just love me. You were like, let's do devotionals every morning. Yeah. You were like, let's just try while we're here one more time. I think you basically said, like, let this be one more chance for me. Yeah. I think before we went. Um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And sh- it was a little rocky at first, but. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But. When we were taking off to leave, we were waiting Ugh. for the airport airplane to board. My mom called me and told me. Allison was not allowed to come back to the house. Which we were, she she had a basement apartment we were living at. Yeah, because we were kids and, you know, essentially. We didn't have money, so we were, yeah. But, yeah, essentially it was kicking, and I was like, well, if you're going to kick my wife out, I'm going to go too. Like, you're kicking me out too. And it was, it was crazy. That That was the start. And then your boss texted you and was like, don't come back. Yeah, that was like, yeah. Because I was drinking so much that Zach wasn't able to go to work because I would get back home at like four in the morning. Or I'd be getting back, uh, going to work late. Yeah. And I would be like, hey, I'm hungover. I'm sick. Sorry. You got to watch the kids because I can't. So like it, (laughs) it was just such a mess. It was a mess, (laughs) y'all. It was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. So we've come a long way. I love talking about this stuff. This is why it's so important to like remember where you've come from, what you've done. Yeah. Um, but anyways, that's our story, and where, where we are today, we've come really far. Um, God really reconciled that, and you know, saved us from ourselves in a lot of ways. Um, and it wasn't easy there and out. There was a lot of other like <laughs> fine tuning issues, always fine tuning. But the thing is, like, good marriages are really just two people who are really good at forgiving and loving mm-hmm. each other. And we actually, I got that engraved on the inside of a ring for both of us. It just says forgiveness. Because it was the first two years of marriage that I realized, like, good marriages are not, like, what Hollywood makes it look like. It's not, like, romance and dinners and this and that. It's not good- some really intense makeout scene. No. It's it's forgiveness. <laughs> like, it's forgiveness. You can have the best makeout scene, but if you can't forgive somebody, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going like- to be, like, one or two makeouts max. And then <laughs> you're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. So we've come a really far away, long way, far away, long way. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. many years have we been married now? Nine. Eight. Eight? Almost it's nine? It's going to be we, nine. Are we closer to May? It's going to be... We're, yes, we're, we're closer six, to nine. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was rounding. Less than six months. Yeah, of course you were rounding. Because I'm so good at math. <laughs> In May, May 24th, we will be married for nine years. Nine years. Almost a whole decade. Which means we've been together over a decade. Yes. We've known each other for over a decade. Yes. We've known each other for like half of our life. Because we're really young. I'm 27. I'm 26. I'm 26. Yes. <laughs> you did it. Good second effort. I like it. I forget my age, guys. I have a lot of kids. We, we didn't even like tell people how many kids we have. Hopefully people know. I don't know. I assume people know. But we have five kids no. married for... We have five kids now. Allison still needs to get all their tattoos... Uh, or no, all their birthdays tattooed on her wrist. Yeah, I really do because I can't even remember their birthdays. But it's mom brain. That's why I can't remember how old I am as well because mom brain is real. But anyways... We're getting really distracted. I yes. feel like we're really good at podcasting because we just talk. We just talk a lot. There's so many times we'll be having a conversation in the car, and I'm like, man, I wish I was recording. This is like great podcast content. But we're just like naturally having a conversation about something, and I think we're it's just... like podcasting is listening to a conversation or something. I know. It's like, it's like you're sitting there with somebody listening to a conversation they're having. It's wow. It's crazy. Pretty cool. So anyways, let's keep going. Any poo. Any... <laughs> You really have to stop making me laugh. Oh my gosh. That's the point. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Serious face. So, what we're doing in this podcast is not actually just talking about us. What we're doing is we're going to be reading song lyrics. Um, one of the greatest ways to express love and just the passion of love uh, all across time, people have used songs, poems, and. I think just songs and poems, storytelling, but writing forms to express their love. So we thought it would be fun to read through some of the most popular American love songs and kind of compare American love songs in in like the world's version of love to a biblical version of love, which to do that, we kind of have to define the difference between what the world defines as love and what god defines as love so what do you think zach is the definition or like the difference well i feel like we really should pull up like the love verse the love chapter the love chapter yeah i can pull that up really quick but i mean worldly love in my mind what i think about is just a very physical and i mean it could be more than that it could be a little deeper world i mean not all secular people are Get, get divorced or all just right. about sex all the time. Right. But, you know, it's uh, not... There's a type of perseverance I really believe... Well, it's because of what Jesus' life models. Like, mm-hmm. the whole redemption of the cross aspect is like, I'll love you when you spit in my face. Like, you think about Israel. Yeah. And how a lot of times, like, Israel was called the adulterous, mm-hmm. like, portion of the relationship. But, like, Jesus loved, like, there's a whole, I mean, like, look at uh, Hosea. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, yeah, and that just came to me where worldly love is like, I'll love you up until a point. If mm-hmm. you cross a line, then I'm out. Right, right. So, um, I love the love chapter. So, this is a love chapter. Also, 1 Corinthians 13. 
of the Bible. You do like to recite this to me all the time. All the time. And I will share with you my favorite parts in this because I feel like there's a gold mine here that can really help us navigate through relationships that if we read through it fast, like we don't get. But it says, if I speak in the tongues of men or angels, but I do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging, clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. That's so good. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child and I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love powerful there's so much in there wow i feel like i have so much to say i just want to highlight my favorite parts of this there's a couple parts um one is and i we do this a lot maybe that's why it's my favorite my favorite part because i'm like yeah i need to work on that Mm. but one of my favorite parts is love keeps no records of wrongs yes i mean how many times have you been arguing with your spouse and you're like Pulling up, literally, like in your mind, you pull up the record of every time you've ever wronged me, and I'm going to use this as ammunition to shoot you down because I'm hurt. We do that all the time. Um, My other one is love always hopes. Mm -hmm. There's something about that. And I think, you know, when we talked, like when we were talking about defining worldly love in marriage versus like godly love in marriage, you know, the world doesn't always hope. Like you said, there's a point where the world's like, past this point, I refuse to hope. Yeah. Like past this point, I'm not going to hope. But I mean, so many people have testimonies. Some don't because it takes two. It really takes two people. It does, yeah. But so many people have a testimony of a crazy love being turned around when it shouldn't have. And it's like, if nobody would hope for that, it wouldn't have happened. You know, like it, it took two people seeing the other person through the hurt and being like, but I still think there's something there. Right. I mean, the next line after that is always perseveres. Right. You know, you can't, if you don't persevere with hope, then you're just not going to get to the other side. Which makes me think so much about working out because like it does, because there's a point, I talk about this all the time. There's a point when you're working out, when you're like doing a lift or something and you can't keep going. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to give out. Like, if you're trying to make it to 20, and you're at, like, 10, and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm only at 10, I'm going to give out. It's like everything slows down. 
And that's when like the perseverance comes and you're like, I have 10 more to go. I think I'm going to pass out. I have two options. I can give up or I can persevere. Like I can quit now and I didn't do it. Or I can just stick through the, the small amount of time, push through and I'll, I did it. Like mm-hmm. I persevered. Yeah. But it's like in the trial sometimes, especially in marriage, you're either going to persevere or you're going to quit. There's like two options. Yep. And love always perseveres. So, pretty cool. Um, but anyways, is that how is that all we want to do to define love? I'm trying to think if there's anything else we can say to really make sure people get it. I think, I think I really do think a lot of secular love is like tied into sexuality and sexual encounters, period. It, it is, but you also think there's a lot of uh, secular people that are married. There are. Right, but they probably slept together before they were married. Like, sure. I just don't see why you would have a moral compass that's like, oh, we shouldn't. Like, my dad and my stepmom, well, they didn't kiss until they were married. Sure. So, what would be your reasoning? You see what I'm saying? Like, I feel like those two things in the secular world. Like, a lot of people in the secular world, they're like, oh, it's like shoes. You gotta try on shoes before we buy them. Sure. Well... They're like, how do you know if you're going to enjoy so sleeping I love, with the person? Love, yes, but love is so hard to pin down, right? Because... Right, like what is love? Right. Are you talking about a deep commitment to somebody? Are you talking about sexual love? Um, um, it's like how the Greek has the different... Right, exactly. And that's like... Well, we're talking about marriage. So within the confines of marriage, like not even within the confines because that's like after you're married. Right. Just like romantic love between two people. Okay. Yeah, I mean, romantic love between two people. I think, obviously, like God's love is passionate and is jealous, you know, and... Ownership. Is, yeah, has ownership um, over the other person. Like, you think of like Adam and Eve when they, you know, were... You know, they became one flesh, right? Mm-hmm. They're supposed to become one flesh. It talks about that in Genesis, actually. And But it it's just like that notion of these two people becoming one and not being separated. But it's it, it just is very, uh, to me, it's a deep commitment. And um, So you're saying you think it is sex and more. Well, yeah. Like, you can't only define it. But, like, Adam and Eve weren't married. Like, they didn't have a marriage certificate. They were married, like, before the Lord. Sure. But, like, they didn't have a marriage. Because that's what I'm saying. It's okay, like, but they didn't have that necessary, like, ceremony that we do at this time. Right. So, that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get out from you. Like, what is the difference between... If we're going to rate this, what mm-hmm. is the difference between... Because our scale is going to be one to five. So what's the difference between one, which is like the world, mm-hmm. which is not it just, it's like the world. It's like the world without God. Well, the world without okay, God, how I would defines. say it, it would be the difference between shallow and deep. You know, a shallow would be surface level and it would be all about just sexual good feelings. And once those feelings go away, then like, oh, well, you don't make me feel good anymore. So... This must not be a good... I don't. I must not love you anymore. Mm, okay. Right? And then you have a, a deep love that's invested that isn't going to walk away after the feelings go away of love. But it's a deep commitment. 
Right. That's what I would say. And, and there's a, a longingness for a person and a, a, you know, obviously all the things that come with marriage and all those things, but it's like, I'm going to stick with you no matter what. And okay. yeah, that, that's, that's okay. okay. Yeah. So one is the shallow love. Yeah. One is like, I'm not really committed to you long term. I'm not really invested in you long term. Or not even just not that, but it's once we hit a rough patch, okay. I'm out. Okay. Once I don't feel this feeling that I'm feeling right now, then it's over. That must be the end of it. Right, right. Because feelings are the indicator of right. if I'm in love. Is it a feeling love or is it a commitment love? Okay, there you go. That's what I wanted. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Okay, so that's our spectrum of love. So one is the feeling of love. Five is the commitment of love. We're going to read some lyrics of the top love songs. There was a lot. Like there was literally, I think, over 100. And I had to pick and choose. I tried to pick a variety of love songs that enough people would know. um, Different genres. I just wanted a good representation of, like, pop culture, you know, like a broad representation of, like, this is what the world puts out and this is what the people eat. So, going all the way back to 1961, the first song we're going to review, and I'm not going to play the songs because it would take so much time to do that. So, I'm actually just going to read the lyric of the song. I won't even read the whole lyrics for some of them, probably just the first first verse to the chorus so you get a general idea some of them i'm probably going to read through more um but the first song is can't help falling in love by elvis presley 1961 the king of rock and roll and i'm gonna read (laughs) i love this song my dad and my stepmom dance to this song at their wedding um wise men say only fools rush in But I can't help falling in love with you. Shall I stay? Would it be a sin if I can't help falling in love with you? Like a river flows, surely to the sea. Darling, so it goes. Some things you know are meant to be. Take my hand. Take my whole life too. For I can't help Falling in love with you. Hmm. Seemed a lot closer to a one up until the end. Yeah. And he was like, now I'm jumping in for the commitment. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's all about the feeling. And then it just switches. And he's like, by the way, let's get married. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean. I think that seals the deal. I think it's like a four. I would say three. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because it's one thing to say that. Like. A lot of people get married, but not a lot of people stay married. So it's one thing to be like riding the. It's he says it. Yeah, like he's the riding the waves. Surely yeah. to the sea, he's like riding the wave of love. He's like, oh, this yeah. is great. This feels but great. But who knows? So maybe you're right. Maybe it is like yeah, a three. Take, yeah, and I mean, obviously, take my whole life. You know, he's talking about marriage at the end there, or a commitment of some sort. A commitment of some. Yeah. yeah. Well, he says, take my hand, take my whole life too. Sure. I would think that's a three. I'm with you on that. Yeah. That's a three. It's a three. It's a three. All right. Our next song. Do I keep reading? Yeah, you can read some, babe. Go ahead. I'm gonna go. I'll let you read this one. Yeah, we should alternate. Our next one 
is from 1969. Um, and it is Ain't No Mountain High Enough by Marvin Gaye. Love this song. This one's really long. Just read it to the chorus. Yeah. All right. Um, actually, hold up. I think there's like good stuff all the way through. So if you want to read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You choose. Come on. You're an adult. Say, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you need me, call me, no matter where you are, no matter how far. Don't worry, baby. Just call my name and I'll be there in a hurry. You don't have to worry. Because, baby, there ain't no mountain high enough, there ain't no valley low enough, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you. Let's see. Remember the day I set you free? I told you. You could always count on me, darling. And from that day on, I made a vow. I'll be there when you want me some way, somehow. Let's see. Yeah. It's kind of repetitive after that. I mean, oh, I love this. Uh, My love is alive way down in my heart, although we are miles apart. If you ever need a helping hand, I'll be there on the double just as fast as I can. I mean, that is just, that's just beautiful right there. That's committed. (laughs) I just realized as you were reading that, so we homeschool our kids, that you read the way that Autumn reads. She has to do poetry. She has to like recite and like read poetry to me. And it's like very, like I was having flashbacks, like doing poetry with Autumn. Anyways, really I'm cool. not good at poetry for the record. Yeah, I'm like really good at poetry <laughs> and Autumn will read it. And I'm like, um, I have to actually plug my ears when you read oh this. <laughs> but she's getting better. She's she's really picking up. Anyways, okay. What would you rate this? Oh, this is a five. You think it's a five? As far as musics go? Yeah. I mean, what it they- talks about like, I remember the day I set you free. I told you you could always count on me. And from that day on, I made a vow. Okay, it's one thing to I make mean, a it's, vow. It's another thing to like... What is a marriage? It's a vow, but it, okay. that's why I said in the beginning, I said how many people make a vow versus how many people follow through. Okay, but none of these songs are going to be talking about like okay. their entire life of marriage. That's true. This, this song... Is, but this is the commitment of, is, I will always be there for you, no matter what. You're right. Ain't no valley high. This is like as close to that verse as we could have gotten. Yeah, he's he, it's really like long term. Yeah. It's not like heat of the moment. This is the commitment, baby. It's like it's like long term. I'm always gonna be here. He better come. He better come when she calls. That's all I'm saying. He better fall through. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm with you. Oh, all yeah. right. This next got, one. got to be. I'm gonna read the next one. All right. The next one is was a classic love song in nineteen seventy eight. Oh wait, no, that's the wrong one. Uh-huh. In in nineteen seventy. And it is You Are So Beautiful to Me by Joe Crocker. This is a real quick song. These lyrics are only going to take a second. You are so beautiful to me. You are so beautiful to me. Can't you see? You're everything I hoped for. You're everything I need. You are so beautiful to me. You are... Oh, he just says that over again. So basically, basically... How beautiful. Beautiful. You realize reading lyrics, like, how much music really affects you? Oh, yeah. Because when you listen to this song, you're like... Oh, you feel a feeling. You're like, he really loves this. This woman is really beautiful to him. I don't know if she's beautiful to everybody, (laughs) but she's beautiful to him. Yeah. But when you read it, it's just like, 
I don't know. Anyways, I would definitely say this is like a two or a one. Because it's literally just about an outward appearance. It's literally just like... Well, you know, some people talk about beauty on the inside. I don't think that's what this is about. Probably not. Um, you know... I I'd, think it's a one or a two. I'd put it at a, a solid two. All right, you're going to say two. I'll you say know? two with you. Yeah. I'll say two. We can we can come it's together pretty and agree. surface level. All right, you're going to read the next one. Oh. This one is from 1978. Crazy Little Thing Called Love by Queen. Oh, God. You got this, babe. I'm so self-conscious now. Do you want me to read it? (laughs) I'm so sorry. Did I make you not believe in yourself? You got this. Or I can do it. Or you can do it. This thing called love, I just can't handle it. This thing called love, I must get round to it. I ain't ready. Crazy little thing called love. Let's see. Oh, oh, yeah. This this thing called love, it cries like a baby in a cradle all night. It swings, it jives, shakes all over like a jellyfish. I kind of like it. Crazy little thing called love. There goes my baby. She knows how to rock and roll. She drives me crazy. She gives me hot and cold fever. She leaves me in a cool, cool sweat. Man, I gotta be cool, relax, get hip, and get on my tracks. Take a back seat, hitchhike, and take a long ride on my motorbike. Until I'm ready, crazy little thing called love. Yeah, this is pretty much the song. Yeah. I think I think this one is definitely a two. A two? Yeah. He's okay. just talking about the feeling. I mean, he's talking about just picking her up until he's ready. Yeah, he's just... Ba- it's just it's I very it's emotionally a, it's driven. A, it's a one. You think it's a one? Yeah. All right. I'm going to say two. I'm going to let you say one. But he's I'm talking about two. the feeling. Yeah. I'm going to say two. I'm just... Love is crazy, guys. Crazy little thing called love. It's not a little thing. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. When it's authentic. All right, I'm excited to read this next one. All right. I remember this song. This song actually came out the year before I was born, but I guess it stayed popular for so long that um, they played it on the school bus. I remember them playing this on the school bus. Um, And at the dances sometimes, like the middle school dances, weird. It's weird that they played this at middle school dances. One of the many reasons I do not put my kids in public school. I just can't imagine. Like, like, it's weird, isn't it? Like, the music they played was like adult hookup. Like, we were conditioned for clubbing. We were. Anyways. I mean, if you remember those dances. Yeah. They, like, turn the lights off, put the music on, put punch on the side, and they send all the kids to the middle. And they're just like, go dance to this music that's talking about hooking up. You you know, maybe some adults would walk around and... Make some kids... It's like seeing how close you can get to the line without actually crossing it, which is like big foul. But anyways, anyways, this song came out in 1994, and it's I'll Make Love to You, Boys to Men, or Boys to Men. Y'all know how it is. Um, Close your eyes. These are the lyrics. Close your eyes, make a wish. And blow out the candlelight. It's so different when you read the lyrics. And blow out the candlelight. For tonight is just your night. 
We're going to celebrate all through the night. Pour the wine, light the fire. Girl, your wish is my command. I submit to your demands. I will do anything. Girl, you only need to ask. I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. I'll make love to you when you want me to. And I will not let go till you tell me to. That's pretty much the emphasis. Oh, yeah. It says some other things like oh. throw your clothes on the floor. Oh, okay. I'm going to take my clothes off, too. Oh, okay. I made plans to be with you. Okay. Girl, whatever you ask me, you know I can do. Oh. So. Talented man. Talented man. What if she's like, uh, I just wanted a burger. I feel like you're kind of projecting a little bit here, dude. Oh. <laughs> kind of projecting a little bit. So, what would you... He talks more about making love to her than actually loving her. Yeah, I so mean... So, what do you think this song is? I really love... In the Bible, it says, you know... Um, I mean, in the Bible, it references, like, people sleeping together. But they reference it as that. They talk about it as people sleeping. Yeah. Or laid, laid with somebody, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... Absolutely, I think it's great that there's a separation there. They don't call it they made love because it's not love. Yeah. Love is not an action. It's not, you know, having sex with somebody. Love yeah. is a commitment with somebody. Like real love. It's just so much more. And I, it's so indicative of society to call just sex love. And that's, you know. I think truly good sex comes from that commitment. Like. Sure. Like. Society basically says that the best kind of sex will be in like the throes of passion when you're at the height of the emotion for somebody. But like what our souls actually crave is like a connection that when you're loving somebody, you know, they're not going to go anywhere. Like, yeah, the, it's a deeper long term. Right. Well, I just wanted to make point point out the like the difference, difference that it's yeah. like yeah, having sex is not loving somebody. Yeah, I, I agree. I was just kind of. Yeah, piggybacking yeah. off of you so yeah, yeah. um i would give that a one yeah or a yeah, zero a, but a one negative one sorry boys and men it right. sounds yeah you're so right that like songs just feel different because when you when hear you, the song yeah. you're like i'm they, convinced you really snuck that in there like, like you so... don't really think about those words when also, he's singing it when we were listening to these songs we noticed that like in the 90s through this time period, they would always have this, like, what do you call it, interlude, like the beginning? Intro. Intro. A huge intro. Of, like, violin, orchestra music that's, like, really beautiful. It was, like, three of the songs yeah. that we listened to had that. And we were like, oh, they're really getting you ready to... Okay, this is a classic. This is this is classic. Ooh. I hope you know this. Um, so the next one we're going to be reviewing is My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion, 1997, a.k.a. Mm. the Titanic song. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Zach, okay. Zach was like, are we really going to do this one? I was like, yes, we need to do this one. Oh, man. All right, go ahead. Just don't sing it. Don't sing it. <laughs> Y'all thought he was bad at poetry. Wait till he sings. No. Don't sing. Please don't. Oh, my God. All right. Just, just read it. Every night in my dreams, I see you, I feel you. That is how I know you go on. 
far across the distance and spaces between us, you have come to show you, wait, you have come to show you, go on? Yeah, you've come to show you, go on. Okay, weird, all right. Near, far, wherever you are, I believe that the heart does go on. Once more, open the door, and you're here in my heart, and my heart will go on and on. Love can touch us one time, and last for a lifetime, and never let go till we're gone. Love was when I loved you, one true time I'd hold, I'd hold to, in my life will always go on. Yeah. 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 Or uh, the last verse is, uh, you're here, there's nothing I fear, and I know that my heart will go on, will stay forever this way. You you are safe in my heart, and my heart will go on and on. It sounds like she's loving somebody she's not actually with. Yeah. It sounds like she's loving some, like, far across the distance and space between us. It really sounds like she's loving somebody that she's not actually really with. Yeah, or, yeah. Or, no, I mean, that's not what I get. I I just think that it's, like, either... uh, It's like whatever happens to you, I'm so glad you. Yes, well, in the context of the song, her, like, lover died, right? In the the movie of Titanic. Did they write this for the Titanic? I don't know if they did write this for the Titanic, but, like... I don't think they... When did the Titanic come out? 1995? I mean, it was probably right around there. 1997? Yeah, it was around there. I wonder if they wrote this for the the Titanic. I mean, it, it, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, it could just be someone long distance, you know, uh, someone goes on a trip, like, but, like, I don't know. I think that's way more deep than the previous song that we just listened to. Yeah. That's a longing for somebody. That's, you know, a wanting to be, that's a lasting love for somebody. I'd, I'd rate this solid four loves hearts out of five. So Zach says four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say like three. Man, so tough. I just feel like it. there's no like connection. Like you're loving somebody from a distance. It sounds really difficult. I don't know. Well, love at a distance is difficult. I, don't, I mean, does he, is he there too? Are you, is this a creepy thing? <laughs> Are you, uh... Does he know that you love him from the distance? Wow. Anyways, the next that, song, that the next song is, um, oh man, I don't have the lyrics for this one. Hold up. I gotta pull up the lyrics, guys. You gotta give me a second. Um, the next song is All My Life, which I don't know, hopefully it'll tell us when it came out. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. I planned this poorly. <clears throat> I think it said 2008, which means I'm skipping around because this was in order. So... No, that's not right. That's not right. It did not come out in 2008 because it was like the 90s when the song came out. Anyways, I don't know the year it came out. I think the song probably came out in like 1998. Um... Hmm. My Google machine is broken. <laughs> that is not I, you are doing the wrong thing. I'm here. just gonna read my. I'm just gonna read my lyrics. All right, "All My Life" by Casey and JoJo. 
I remember them playing the song on the bus too, and I actually like the song. And I think this song is going to be a five, and I'm going to explain why. I've got verses on deck. Ready for this? All right. All My Life by Casey and JoJo. It's really hard to read the song. This is one of those songs where I just know it so well that it's like difficult to read. But I will never find another lover sweeter than you, sweeter than you. And I will never find another lover more precious than you, more precious than you. Girl, you are close to me just like my mother, close to me just like my father, close to me just like my sister, close to me just like my brother. You are the only you are the only one in my everything and for you this song I sing. All my life I pray for someone like you and I thank God that I finally found you. All my life I pray for someone like you and I hope that you feel the same way too. Yes, I pray that you do love me too. Said I promise to never fall in love with a stranger. You're all I'm thinking of. I praise the Lord above. For sending me your love, I cherish every hug. I really love you. All my life, I pray for someone like you. I thank God that I finally found you. All my life, I pray for someone like you. I hope that you feel the same way too. Yes, I pray that you do love me. You're all that I've ever known. Your smile on your face, all I see is a glow. You turn my life around. You pick me up when I was down. You're all that I've ever known. When you smile, your face glows. You pick me up when I'm down. You're all that I've ever known. When you smile, your face glows. Oh, he repeats that. Sorry. All my life, I pray for someone like you. I thank God that I finally found you. And then he repeats that like three times. But I think this is a five. Yeah. I think this is a solid five. He prayed. He prayed for someone like her. Okay. <laughs> Wait, that's the standard. No. Wait a second. Okay, interestingly enough, I just want to share this really quick. For anybody who heard me read the lyrics in the beginning, excuse me, where it says, close to me just like my father, mm-hmm. close to me just like my sister, close to me just like my brother, and they were like, uh, that's weird. I'm about to read you something from the Bible. Song of Solomon's 8.1. If only I could treat you like my brother, one who nursed at my brother's mother's breast. I would find you in public and kiss you, and no one would scorn me. Interesting. But the the theme from, like, Song of Solomon's 8 and this song are actually very similar. Because it's like, I love you. I want you to love me back. I pray that it says, I hope that you feel the same way, too. That's what the song says. I hope that you feel the same way, too. Yes, I pray that you do love me. Yeah. What's super interesting is that's the same theme in the Song of Solomon's 8.1. It's like, I love you with this deep, intimate, like, you're not just a lover. You're a friend. Like, you're a friend to me. So I would definitely say that that is a, a five. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree. When it talks about, I love you like my father, my sister, um, that really reminds me of, uh, you know, you, what is it, you, you cleave from your mother oh, and you father. Oh, you leave and cleave, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you cleave from yeah. your mother and father to become one with, you know, your spouse, but you were part of that family before like you were yeah. one with that family and now right. you're becoming one like with that, this family that was your support system but yeah. when you get remarried like, like that was have... your body and now this is your new body yeah you know yeah. and yeah I, I i mean i 
obviously really think that's a lot deeper than, um, you know, one night stand. I agree. Our next song is I Don't Want to Miss a Thing, Aerosmith, 1998, baby. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> this song is so sweet. <laughs> song is so sweet. I just. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, I could stay awake just to hear you breathing, watch you smile while you are sleeping, while you're far away and dreaming. I could spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever. Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure. Don't want to close my eyes. Don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Okay. Because <laughs> even when I dream of you. Sorry. The sweetest dream I do. I still miss, miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a thing. Anyways. Uh, lying close to you, feeling your heart beating. And I'm wondering what you're dreaming. Wondering if it is me you're seeing. Then I kiss your eyes and thank God we're together. And I just want to stay with you in this moment forever. His love language is definitely quality time. Yeah, right, yeah. Let's see. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much repeats. And... He's in the throes of passion. It is very passionate. He repeats passionate. the same thing like four times it, well, until yeah, the song ends. It, it pretty much. So what would you say? Like, what would you really say? Because, like, you can tell he's really passionate about... This love. Yeah, I mean, after I slept with somebody, you know, I would be really passionate. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is it gets, like, it is really easy to actually blur that line. Like, that's why a lot of, like, psychologists, people who, like, study the brain, they say that your brain, when you fall in love with somebody, it does the same things that your brain does when you're, like, on drugs. Mm. Like, basically, you'll make stupid decisions just because of how good it feels. Oh, yeah. And then you'll be like, this is love, because there's a human connection involved. Yeah, but, like, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can, like, give this more than, like, a three or four. Like, uh, I think. Well, yeah, I, I wouldn't give it more than a three or four. I, I agree with you. I'm going to give it a three. Yeah. I'm going to give it a three. Sure. Yeah, I can see that. He just, it's like. I just so, love. I, I just love the line. I could spend my life in this sweet surrender. That's sweet. Yeah. I could. Okay. I could stay lost in this moment forever. Okay. Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure. Okay. That, I think that's a that, four. That'll bump right it up there. to a four. Yeah. Okay. That's like a long term projection there. So, I guess. Well, if I mean, and of course, like these things. I, okay, this you can is, take things I in feel many like, different ways. I know. You I feel like feel there's way, there's but. two types of passion. Okay. There's like the zeal and the passion when you're like running off of emotion, mm-hmm. and then there's like the zeal and the passion when you really know that you love somebody. It's like it's interesting, but it's like the zeal and the passion that like somebody feels is like a newlywed. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's kind of sad. I think about my grandparents. Um, my grandmother just passed away, and. Like, watching my grandfather mourn that, it's like the zeal and the passion has come back. He's like, I yeah. really loved this woman my whole life. Yeah. And it's like, that zeal and the passion of, like, when they were first married was probably very similar. Because it's like, I love you. Does yeah. that make sense? Am I making sense? 
Yeah. And it's like in the mundane, like the middle life. That's why I think that these songs are difficult. That's why it's so easy for me to be like, oh, that's a three. You don't really love her. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> you lie. <laughs> just, just grilling him. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. that's why. Because I'm like, there's the type of passion that's like, oh, I really think I love you because we just slept together. And I really think I love you. And then there's like, it's like, never mind. I was going to say it's like. It's like when Michael in the office first sees Holly. Oh, okay. <laughs> we need to leave the Jim's office. Jim's like, just, you can get to know don't, her some. Don't say that you love don't, her. Yeah, don't say that. Okay, we need to not talk about the office on here. I'm sorry. Anyways, the next one, so we're getting up to like recent stuff. We just like jumped, oh, not that far, 1998, 2010. Okay, yeah, that's almost a decade. It's, well, it's 12 years. Yeah. Um. So, next song is... I'm Yours by Jason Mraz, 2008. The lyrics get a little, you know, I mean, they already kind of have been in some ways, but. Racy. A little racy. It's really hard reading this one, too, because I am very familiar with the tune of the song. Well, you done done me, and you bet I felt it. I tried to be chill, but you're so hot that I melted. I fell right through the cracks, and now I'm trying to get back. Before the cool done run out, I'll be giving it my bestest, and nothing's going to stop me but divine intervention. I reckon it's again my turn to win some or learn some. But I won't hesitate no more, no more. It cannot wait. I'm yours. Well, open up your mind and see like me. Open up your plans and D-A-M-N. Damn, I guess I can say it. I'm an adult. You're free. (laughs) And yes. look into your heart and you'll find love, 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 love. Listen to the music of the moment. People sing and dance. We're just one big family. And it's our God forsaken right to be loved, 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 loved. So I won't hesitate no more, no more. It cannot wait, I'm sure. There's no need to complicate. Our time is short. This is our fate. I'm yours. Do, 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 do you. But do you, do you, do you, but do you want to come on? Scooch on over closer, dear, and I will nibble your ear. A s- oh <laughs> I can't read these onomatopoeias. Is that what these are? He just says a bunch of weird noises. Uh-huh. He's going through a yeah. little something. He's um, having a seizure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've been spending way too long checking my tongue in the mirror and bending over backwards just to try to see it clearer. But my breath fogged up the glass, so I drew a new face and I laughed. I guess what I've been saying is there ain't no better reason to rid yourself of vanities and just go with the season. It's what we aim to do. Our name is our virtue. That's pretty much it. Uh, one. Yeah. Why is it called I'm yours? Who is he saying I'm yours to? Well, and he's yours for the one night. For the world. You know? He's talking to the world. Uh... Yeah, definitely one. I'm like reading these lyrics. I'm like, why is this even considered a love song? <laughs> well, just, it's this is when like love songs love. started to tank. Honestly, from here on out. Well, yeah, it's it's the thing that sex is love. Yeah. You know? Oh, we make a little we make a little comeback with with my man Bruno Mars. Ooh. Singing just the way you are. Look at you, Bruno. Although we talked about this before we recorded this. This was one of his like first songs, Just the Way You Are by Bruno Mars. We're like, oh, Bruno Mars is so sweet, so great. Do not listen to his most recent music. It is the polar opposite type stuff. If you don't, anyways, like that kind of stuff. Just interesting. It's interesting what fame does to people. But 
Anyways, we're all human. There's forgiveness. I pray that Bruno Mars finds Jesus. All right. Wait. Mm-hmm. Bruno mm-hmm. Mars, just the way you are, 2010. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, her eyes, her eyes. Sorry. Oh, keep going, No, please. gosh, that was awful. <laughs> stars look like they're not shining. Her hair, her hair, falls perfectly without her trying. She's so beautiful, mm-hmm. and I tell her every day. Yeah, I know, I know. When I can compliment her, she won't believe me. And it's so, it's so sad to think that she doesn't see what I see. But every time she asks me, do I look okay? I see. I say. I say, yep. Uh, when, I see your f- when I see your face, there's not a thing that I would change. Because <laughs> you're amazing just the way you are. And when you smile, the whole world stops and stares for a while. Because, girl, you're amazing, just the way you are. Her lips, her lips, I could kiss them all day if she'd let me. Her laugh, her laugh, she hates, but I think it's so sexy. She's beautiful, and I tell her every day. Oh, you know, oh, you know, you know I'd never ask you to change. It's perfect what you're searching for. Then just stay the same. Don't. So don't even bother asking if you look okay. You know I'll say. Yeah, that's pretty much the rest. Well, he's actually just talking about a physical appearance. He definitely is just doing that. It's very nice and sweet. Yeah. It is is sweet. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's... It's a two. (laughs) Sorry, I'm thinking about what I'm going to rate it. Um... I don't know. I'm going to say one. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I mean, I'm not going to argue. I'm not yeah, going to argue disagree. with you. Uh, that's fine. Our <laughs> last song. Is this the last one? Taking a Stop at... Oh, yeah. yeah. Perfect by Ed Sheeran, 2019. Oh, no. Or, I'm sorry. 2017. 2017. There were so many love songs, guys. America has fallen in love so many times. Um, over and over again. Just over and over again. <laughs> the same people with different people repeatedly. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is Perfect by Ed Sheeran. I found a love for me. Oh, darling, just dive right in and follow my lead. Well, I found a girl, beautiful and sweet. Oh, I never knew you were the someone waiting for me. Because we were just kids when we fell in love. Not knowing what it was, I will not give you up this time. But darling, just kiss me slow. Your heart is all I own. And in your eyes, you're holding mine. Baby, I'm dancing in the dark with you between my arms, barefoot on the grass, listening to our favorite song. But when you said you looked a mess, I whispered underneath my breath. But you heard it, darling, you look perfect. Well, I found a woman stronger than anyone I know. She shares my dreams. I hope that someday I'll share her home. I found a love to carry more than just my secrets, to carry love, to carry children of our own. We are still kids, but we're so in love, fighting against all odds. I know we'll be all right this time. Darling, just hold my hand. Be my girl. I'll be your man. I see my future in your eyes. And then it just says stuff it's already said. I like this song, actually. <laughs> I like that I like the Barefoot lyrics. On the I, I have zero idea the actual song. 
to our favorite song. You never heard that song before? I think I have now that you just did that. I couldn't remember the actual words. You know I don't know words. I know like tunes. I don't know words. Yeah, I would say it's a four. I actually would. I would rate this pretty high. Because... I would say it's a four. There is interest in long-term commitment. He's talking about home and children. Yeah. How archaic. How dare he? <laughs> men, men ought to have no such ambitions. Yeah, they're not. His, that's not his body. Oh God! Don't, don't! Oh no, no! We can't undo it. You said it. Yeah. Well. Anyways. Yeah. So, I, I actually think that song's like very nice. Okay. And so what's so what's super interesting is that there was one song that we both said five. There's one song that we both rated five. Yeah. And it's All My Life by Casey and JoJo. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? Is it? All my life. I pray for someone like Oh, yeah. You. Well, I rated the um, other song five, though. You rated that four. Um, ain't No Mountain High Enough. No. Uh, ain't No Mountain High Enough. You rated that. Oh, you did. You rated that five. All right. Yeah. Well, there's only one that we both agreed on. Gosh. Agreement. See, you know me. I'm just skeptical. Skeptical Sally over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, so that is our. That was fun. That was fun. Why don't do... you, you at home, the listener, talk about love songs with your spouse? Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite love song? Oh, there you go. Go play that right now. <laughs> what is your favorite love song? Do you have a favorite love song? Escape by Escape, yeah. Rupert that's Murray, fu- that's a fun is. song. I wouldn't know if I would Escape, call it that's like, if you like pina coladas. Yes, the pina colada song. Yeah, but that's totally about it's so funny because it's like a couple I know. that's both looking to cheat on one another and then they end up and finding each other. This, yeah. <laughs> you should listen to the lyrics. That was back when like songs were like storytelling. It was fun. And they would like tell a story with the song and you would like you're listening to the song because you want to hear the story. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, whoa. Well, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways. Well, what we're going to do is we're actually going to end this praying out. And just because I'm sure there's somebody who's listening to this. Um, who knows? I don't know if Valentine's Day is painful for you. Um, if there's things going on in your household that make it unenjoyable or difficult. And Zach and I are really like pro-marriage. We really want your marriage to work out. And there's a lot of teaching and other things on my podcast that are kind of, you know, for that, for growing in your marriage, growing in the Lord. But we really believe in the power of prayer as well. As you heard our testimony, a lot of it was prayer that changed things for us. So we're going to close out in prayer, and I'm going to actually have Zach just pray over any of the married people who are listening to this, anything they might be going through, um, you know, that your marriage would just be blessed, that you would have resources, that you would have the strength if you need to. So Zach, why don't you go ahead and close this out in prayer? All right. Lord, we just thank you so much for this opportunity to um, just enjoy marriage and enjoy love that you've shown us, Lord, that... God, that we can come together and talk about just how wonderful this gift that you've given us is. Uh, We just pray for all the uh, married people listening 
that um, if uh, any of these couples are going through just rough or hard hard parts during their marriage, Lord, if um, Lord that they would just rely on you, that they would uh, look to you for comfort, they would look for you for strength and um, just perseverance and hope. Um, we just uh, pray for all the marriages out there, all the people listening, and just uh, pray that you would strengthen them. We just um, thank you so much for the fun that we got to have uh, with this podcast and just uh, enjoying each other, Lord, and thank you for our marriage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you made it all the way through this episode, thank you so much for your support. Please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating, or even share this podcast with a good friend or somebody in your family. And I will see you here next time on the Celebrate the Sync podcast.